Hey, it's Jeffrey Craner. So my co-writer, Joseph Fink, and I have written three novels set in the world of Night Vale. There's Welcome to Night Vale, a novel, which answers the question, who's the man in the tan jacket and what does he want with our city? There's It Devours, in which we go inside the joyous congregation of the smiling God. And the most recent novel is called The Faceless Old Woman Who Secretly Lives in Your Home, and it is about... Well, a faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home. This last one is our favorite book that we've written together. The ending is shocking, and the journey getting there is full of adventures, laughs, and horror. But aside from Night Vale, we've written other books, too. Joseph wrote a middle-grade novel, The Halloween Moon, about a Halloween-obsessed girl named Esther Gold who goes out trick-or-treating for one last year, only to find her town under the thrall of a mysterious presence. Plus, Joseph and Meg Bashwinner, co-host of Good Morning Night Vale, published The First Ten Years, a hilarious and sweet he-said-she-said said memoir about the first ten years of a relationship. And finally, my fellow Within the Wires writer Janina Mathewson and I wrote a novel called You Feel It Just Below the Ribs, a fictional autobiography in an alternate 20th century that chronicles one woman's unusual life, including the price she pays to survive and the cost her choices hold for the society she is trying to save. So yeah, check out the books we've written. Just go to welcometonightville.com, click on books for a complete list of everything we've been writing. That's welcometonightville.com, click on books. Or just wherever you get your books, just search our names. And hey, thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law the future wants you the future needs you the future will have you whether you like it or not welcome to night vale casper Rhodes here hello there's a lot of talk generally and in particular about the future Everyone's going on about this or that, rocket ships and spires, eternal life and AI, but the future is also soil and leaves. It's a hand holding a hand. It's clouds and it's water and it's salt. The future is organic as anything. There is still sweat in the future. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> it's hot where I am. And I am Casper Rhodes president of the Quality Cyborg Corporation, and I can take you away from all this in the name of the smiling God, the God that grins down at us all, grinning through our pain and grinning through our joy, just always grinning, just always the smile. Do any of you believe in anything? I do. I believe in anything at all. I just believe. What a powerful thing it is to believe, to let doubt wick off you. <laughs> just like the sweat. I have a proposition, and it's also a promise. I will take your brain, and how much were you using it anyway, and I will put it in a robot. And that robot will do wonderful things. That is my promise. And it's also a proposition. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk more in person. I'm on my way. I'll see you soon. Am I through? Am I, am I on the air? Am I on the air? I come to you in a time of emergency and panic. 
We thought we could cheat death. Casper Rhodes promised to take our brains and freeze them into the future where we could be reawakened into life eternal. But it was all a lie. Casper is a time traveler here to collect the brains of the past to power robots of servitude in the future. We were being tricked into an eternal life of manual labor, and now we know the truth and stand against them. Unfortunately, he has called in reinforcements from the future, and they are those very robots with our brains inside of them. They cannot fight against their programming, and they weep as they crush us, but still, they crush us. There are robots patrolling outside of the abandoned grain silo and every other spot in town where the Quality Cryogenics Corporation is storing brains, so we cannot save our fellow citizens from the terror of the future. And more worrying, Casper worships a smiling god. <sighs> I thought we had escaped that cosmic terror, but it has returned, and it has come for our minds. Night Vale, I call for resistance. I call for a stand against the future. I muster the present to destroy every moment that comes after. We will never stop fighting. We will never surrender. Oh, um, <clears throat> but first, tickets are going on sale for the Lions Club charity raffle. All proceeds from the raffle will be going to weapons and barricades to be used against the endless onslaught of future robots piloted by our own brains. So, that's just a great cause. Let's have a look at the prizes. There's a package tour to somewhere called Nashville. That's exciting. Uh, the package includes a map showing where Nashville is and a pad of paper on which is scrawled, you should probably get a hotel room when you get there everything you need for a fun vacation. <laughs> there are 10 free piano lessons from Louis Blasco. He says that piano is a great way to exercise your mind and your creativity, and he promises much fewer injuries this time around. There's a free haircut and style consultation from Telly the Barber. Ugh! Ugh, that vile Telly. Nah, I shouldn't say that. Carlos has forgiven Telly for cutting his beautiful hair all those years ago and so I should too there are lots of things I should do and I'm sure I'll get to them eventually in the meantime though ugh, vile telly finally there is the grand prize which is an all expenses paid trip into the bottomless hole betwixt the dunes that inexplicable dark pit that appeared a few years ago out in the sand wastes we're not sure who donated this prize, it just showed up at the Lions Club in a basket that smelled of mud and wet dog. But the winners will have the opportunity, in fact, they will be compelled, whether they want to or not, to leap into the bottomless hole betwixt the dunes. This is all expenses paid. I'm not sure what expenses there are to jumping into a bottomless hole, but in any case, they're covered. Raffle tickets are only $5 and can be purchased at the Lions Club or by whispering into any crack in any wall. And again, proceeds go to saving us from the robot army, so please do buy a few. There's a lot of talk generally, and in particular, about pain. Oh, I'm in pain, many say. Oh, this pain is the worst I've ever felt. 
many say. Many just scream, and that's understandable. I'd scream too, if I could, but you can't scream with a smile. That's one of the laws of the smiling god. I believe in laws, but then I believe in anything. Have you ever had rock candy? Who even thought up something so useless as these crystalline sugar lumps? What point is there to any of this when rock candy is the kind of thing that we as humans apparently are up to? Generally, also in particular, what I'm talking about is what point is there to rock candy? And what I'm also asking is what point is there to you? But I can provide a point. To you, anyway. Wouldn't that be nice for once? And don't we want it to be nice for once, just once, before we go? I'm talking here about purpose. And I have more purpose than I need. You have less purpose than you want. Let's meet in the middle. And there, in the middle, I will take your brain. Believe in the smiling God, and why not? I do. Night Vale, we will fight. Night Vale. We will win. The night may be long, but inevitably comes the dawn, especially now that time works correctly here. Tamika Flynn has gathered her militia who have aged to the point where they are no longer teenagers. It was kind of cute, a local friendly teenage militia, but now they're just a militia, which is less cute, but definitely good to have on our side in this struggle. They are currently pelting the robots with stones, but... ah. The robot's metal frames are impervious to such attacks. Oh, this is so worrying. Josh Creighton, local shapeshifter, has resumed the form of a waterfall in an attempt to short out the electronics of the robot army. Unfortunately, it appears that their bodies are water-resistant and perhaps even waterproof. And so they are simply walking past him like he isn't there. Josh, maybe some other form. Oh, okay, okay. Josh has panicked and accidentally taken the form of a 1970s-style avocado green galley kitchen. Oh, Josh, this form won't be helpful at all. We're going about this fight all wrong, said Lenny Butler, who has no official bona fides on military tactics, but considered himself an aficionado of rowdy boys really taking it to each other on the battlefield. Lenny continued, What we want to do is flank them. When asked what that meant, he shrugged and... Irritably, I know what it means, he said. I'm not going to waste time explaining it to you. Just, like, flank them. Other towns have been forced to join the fight as the robots are sweeping through the entire area. The ghosts of Pinecliff have enthusiastically entered the fray. Unfortunately, of course, ghosts cannot physically affect our world, and so they are just hovering back and forth through the robots. But good hustle out there. Citizens of the Whispering Forest muttered warm compliments to the robots in an attempt to assimilate them into their tree forms, but robots are immune to compliments, as they are only able to think as highly of themselves as they are programmed to do. Oh, no. Nothing is working. (sighs) Well, this seems like as good a time as any to talk about survival tips. The first thing to consider is your water source. Now, Your body is 60% water, so that seems like enough. Let's move on. Next, you will want to consider food. Stock up on essentials like canned beans, 
easily stored grains and those little bags of baby carrots, which are just big carrots carved into small pieces and called babies, which is not how babies are made. This is not what the word baby means. Anyway, if you find yourself in an emergency situation without enough food, consider expanding your definition of the word food. For instance, theoretically, you could eat a desk if you tried hard enough. Maybe the problem isn't a lack of food, but a lack of motivation on your part. Finally, look for shelter. This one is easy. There are houses and buildings everywhere, and you can just go into them. Some of them will be locked. They might even have people inside who say things like, What are you doing in my house? And you can't be in here. This is the stock room of an Arby's. But don't let naysayers like that get you down. This has been Survival Tips. There is a lot of talk, generally, and in particular, about triumph. We are winning, a person might say. We will defeat you, a person might crow as a town falls in supplication around him. You will all be taken to the future, that person might continue. You will be made useful. And isn't that wonderful? To be made useful? Isn't that the best thing a person can be? I think so. It doesn't matter what you think. It turns out it never did. It's so impersonal chatting over the phone, especially since... You haven't been picking up? It seems rude, your refusal to listen to me, but, but, but I don't mind. After all, it's hard to begrudge you your last few minutes of human freedom. Tell you what, tell you what, I'll head over and collect you myself. Wouldn't that be nice? For me, I mean, again, it doesn't matter what it is for you. It turns out it never did. Okay, uh, see you soon. Bye-bye. Give me back my radio frequency. Oh, I I'm, I think I'm back on. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Well, I'll talk whether you can hear me or not. More robots are pouring out of the time vortexes. Vortices. 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 Whatever they are. Thousands of robots are coming out of them. This is too much. We can never defeat all of them. The robots are marching to Casper's army that was already here and there. Listeners? They are fighting them. These new robots are fighting on our side. At their head is the one I recognize as containing the brain of Charlie Bear, weekday shift manager at the Ralphs. And he's shh, shh, shh. He is announcing that some of the robots have broken free of their programming, that they have found a way to manipulate the metal body they were trapped in, and they have come back to help us prevent this all from happening. And the present-day human Charlie Bear is running up to join his future metal counterpart, Nightvale. Out on that battlefield is a robot which contains your brain. Find that robot and help it fight. Or fight it, depending on which side it's on. Together with ourselves, we can win this. There is still hope. There is always hope. There is also always the weather. Argon light 
Holy rollers and a few scanning rogues deep in the green gum of the night. An old way to the water out, bodies in that mirror. Stars were exploded in rings around our legs, and we stopped in shallows. And below us, those stars were once again made. And for a moment, I, I thought I could see. Get better than we ever thought they could be.
together. Us and us. Our own selves and our robot selves. We rushed against Casper Rhodes. More and more of his robots broke free of their programming and joined us. Tamika and her militia were now Tamikas and their militias, and the intimidation factor was through the roof. This whole time, we just had to trust ourselves. <laughs> and also have versions of ourselves that were embedded in super strong metal bodies. That was all it took, this whole time, to be victorious. Charlie Bear the human stood shoulder to shoulder with Charlie Bear the robot, and both fought valiantly. Josh Creighton took the form of a chainsaw, which was then wielded by Josh Creighton's brain in a robot body to glorious and gory effect. It did not take long for the tides to turn. Sometimes, once the balance shifts, it shifts as quickly and definitively as a broken elevator plunging down a shaft. And then, Casper Rhodes himself finally fell. Whether it was the stones cast by the Tamikas, or the fists of the Charlies, or Josh the Chainsaw wielded by Josh the Robot, I cannot say. In the chaos of battle, individual human action becomes indistinct, but the fact of Casper's death is indisputable. And in that moment he fell, every robot slumped into stillness because time had changed. Casper never took our brains when we died and used them in robots of the future, and because of that, every one of those robots no longer had a brain in them. They were empty shells. We carried those empty shells with affection and care to Grove Park, where they would be sorted for parts and the resulting scrap metal used to fix the massive amount of damage done to town by this battle. We kept one robot, though, just one, the scrawniest one with the most rusted joints, and Pamela Winchell, who has been reading books on hobbyist surgery, removed Casper's brain from his still-warm body and placed it in that robot. And the robot came to life in a panic. Don't worry, we told Casper the robot, we're not going to hurt you, we're just putting you to work for the Merriam McDonald Memorial Fund. You will clean up the sand from the sand wastes until all the sand is gone. We don't know how long that will take. It may take forever. Good luck. And even now, a lone robot with a broom sweeps sand out of the desert. <laughs> a fitting end for an unfit man. Now there is only us, and the returned reality of our aging, and our death. I have come to think that Carlos was right. There is nothing more scientific than death. We fear it reasonably, because it is a thing we can never know, perhaps not even when we experience it. But it is not worth perverting our lives, changing everything about ourselves just to avoid our natural ends. New generations will come. New people will live. And like everyone before us, we will gracefully exit to make room for those coming after. As the old saying goes, death is only the end if you assume the story is about you. Ha ha ha!
This is not a story about you, and you were glad, because it would be boring if every story was. Good night, Night Vale. Good night. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geo-engineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image, but when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. Binge all episodes of The Last City, ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Support for Welcome to Night Vale comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software, or you just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switch to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash nightvale. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash nightvale. Odoo, modern management made simple. Welcome to Night Vale is a production of Night Vale Presents. It is written by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner and produced by Disparition. The voice of Night Vale is Cecil Baldwin. The voice of Casper Rhodes is Rob Neal. Original music by Disparition. All of it can be found at disparition.info or at disparition.bandcamp.com. This episode's weather was Sugar Neighbors by Dane Terry. Find out more at thedaneterry.com. Dane also made a beautiful podcast with Night Vale Presents called Dream Boy. It's a surreal, noir, musical mystery set in Cleveland. It's definitely for adults only, but if you want more of that beautiful musical storytelling, check out nightvalepresents.com. Comments? Questions? Email us at info at welcometonightvale.com, or follow us on Twitter at Night vale Radio, or buy a new earth for yourself. You deserve it. Check out welcometonightvale.com for all the holiday gifts you could need for the lovable weirdo in your life. Today's proverb, every friend group has a joyful chasm. If you don't know who the joyful chasm is, then I have news for you. You are the joyful chasm. There's a lot of talk, generally, and in particular. So many words. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> this is not how. It isn't. Was it? But it's what's left of me. Oh, it's quiet in here, at least. I can't feel the smile anymore. 
the searing heat of that smile. In here, it is quiet and dark. My metal body moves, but my brain is still. I like it in here. No! That smile! The smile has appeared. No, oh God, you don't understand. The smile is in here with me. Please.